0: following is a digital media production yeah what up man this is damian lemon this is in the conversation this episode we talk about race race and more race with a white man joe list tune in
1: for the in the conversation podcast with funny man Damien
0: Lemon crazy, he's Dominican, you know Vladimir, come on yo my cool man from the county of D Ali Muhammad yeah we are back it is in the conversation this is Damien Lemon and as always on my right hand side I got ah that man is not here not here this week, uh, but all my love inside I got.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. You got the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad in the building. <laughs> the voice of your choice. <laughs>
0: What's good, man? Oh, uh man, all good. Yeah? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Vlad is still in Los Angeles creating the next great sitcom. The, we will have him back. great. The next great, you know. She has Pilt. Exactly. Making strides for the Dominican uh, Massive.
1: And beyond. And beyond. And beyond. So when it drops, you know what I'm saying, you're going to need them
0: eyeballs. Exactly, yeah. Come, go watch. That shit is on NBC. Everybody got NBC. Everybody. But in any fucking way. So we, <laughs> uh, we just basically got out the longest Black History Month. Uh, in and <laughs> at least four the, years, the greatest. It was it was a it was a <laughs> the black... blackest. Woo-hoo! It was a black one. Mm. I,
1: I think even even the weather cooperated with it, gave us some tropical weather. Yeah, <laughs> and the coldest month of the year was actually warm.
0: It was a, it was a nice. Uh, I think yeah. that was a celebration of Black History. I think that's right? what it was. It a little African touch. I could dig it. I could dig it. It was was it was it warm enough to cook out at?
1: It's about that time. You think it was? <laughs>
0: nah, I mean, cooked out in a good I mean, February.
1: Mr. M- Mr. Percy that lived on my block. I think we talked about him before. Uh uh-huh. huh. Mr. Cooked, Percy. He liked to cook out in the blizzard. Like you know, when when the uh-huh. snow drop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When the snow is real white and just out there. Yeah. You'll find Mr. Percy on the grill. Hilarious. That's
0: his thing. My sister's good for cooking out in all weather conditions. I don't know about snow, but she'll cook out when it's below fifty. She'll do that, if it ain't if nothing on the ground, you know, fuck around. Put a couple francs out, you know <laughs> what I mean, some shit. But uh, speaking of the cookout, speaking of Black History Month, you—I know you be in the—you don't tweet a whole lot, but I, you definitely be in the deep Twitter, <laughs> in the deepest, deepest caverns of Twitter. Isn't
1: that deep? it's not that deep? Now nah, this one right here popular. was this was, yeah, this was
0: close to the surface, but you good for you good for excavating. Yeah, yeah I'm a,
1: I'm a, I'm good on the research. I'm a good you know anthropologist. Yeah, and, you know, all of that good stuff.
0: Okay, so what you what you seen? So recently? on the
1: on the last day of Black History Month hmm Which brings us, you know what I'm saying, to this occasion today. Right, okay. Um, One of the things. The, the hashtag for the last day of Black History Month uh-huh. is, was white people that can get invited to the cookout. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so that means a cool white brother, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, or sister. sister. Okay. You know what I'm saying, like, you know, they had like a picture of Adele when she was singing uh, Nicki Minaj. Like, uh-huh. She could get invited and get okay. a Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying, so... That was, you know, at, to end Black History Month and to go into you know what we all know as White History Year. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: <laughs> they concluded with that, so that, I, that was pretty funny yesterday. So we invite. So what you said is we invited a, a white man to our cookout. The conversation, no doubt. Uh, this is a this is a good guy. He's not just limited just to being a, a white friend.
1: He was actually invited before that, but you know he was invited it, before. It just, that. it just lined up. I'm terrified. And,
0: <laughs> him and his homeboy, they were gonna be here as a group. It was gonna be a mean crossover episode or some DC Marvel type shit. But unfortunately, we uh, we only got one, but it's still great. This is a fun is a funny, funny ass comics, one of my favorite cats out there. He's been on Conan, been on Last Comic Stand, he did the, the half hour. He has a great podcast with uh Mark Norman called Tuesdays with stories. Give it up for Joe List.
2: Oh boy, thank you. That was a hell of an intro. Yeah. It's weird to not hear an applause after that.
0: Yeah, it felt like it felt like Are <laughs> plugging applause in there? <laughs>
2: Definitely. I'm that just was sitting cool. in my own silence. But thank you, boy, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, happy to be here.
0: Good to have you here, man, you know.
2: I'm glad to be in the same company as Adele. I mean, I know I'm not quite, that's not what you were saying, no, but that's I'll that's exactly what we're saying. Oh, great, all right, I'm Adele. That? It's
0: you I and mean, Adele. You and Adele. Yeah. Exactly. At the cookout. cookout. There you go. <laughs> great. Mm-hmm.
2: This is a great cookout.
0: <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Watch what what, what the fuck did. That's Adele's third plate. <laughs> um, ah. Anyway. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> one of the reasons we got Joe here is. Oh, boy. Joe's one of my, like. We chop it up quite a bit. Joe I like chopping I. it up. Yeah, it's always good. We always we, we'll we'll see each other and pass it at clubs, uh, both on the on the circuit and you know, we always have a, a cool conversation. It talks about a few different things. I mean, we talk about movies. Yeah, I like his insight on movies.
2: I'm a I'm a movie gunt. Yeah. I'm yeah, very yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a bit of an elitist when yeah. it comes to film.
0: Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> but you know what, I, you know me, I'm tired of hard yeah, on shit too. So Dave, Damien's an elitist as well. Yeah, so a hard fought compliment to me, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe this guy knows what he's talking about, you know, <laughs> and I've definitely listened to some of your reviews and, and gone and checked out some of the movies, so I mean, I think you got a good percentage. I did think Ex Machina was a little overrated in my, you know, in my opinion, but we could talk about that another time. But uh, one of the other things we talk about is a good old race. I love talking about race. Yeah. I hear, I listen to your, your your podcast. You and Mark talk about it. Off the times so with no black people uh, present. and <laughs> <laughs> We talk about it over here with no white folks present. Except Chris. Except Chris. <laughs> Except Chris. Shout out to Chris. But Chris, you know, he's limited on the God mic. You know. Chris, say say what's up to the people. So. Hey,
2: what's going on, everybody? What do you mean I'm limited on the God mic? Oh, because I'm paying attention to yeah, the stuff over you, here. Yeah, because you don't yeah.
0: really, all the way, you know, sometimes right. you, jump, you jump in. Yes, I, I wade into the conversation. Exactly, exactly. Give it up for Chris. Chris wasn't here last week, but we got him this week, man. No doubt, motherfuckers is busy. That's, it is, that's it's a, a conversation good thing machine on 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 these days. You know, yeah. But uh, it's big things happening for a lot of people in this in this room. So that's good to see. That's what's up. But uh, yeah, we always talk about we always talk about racing and then, you know, movies race. You know, Oscars so white. Yeah. I think we had a conversation a couple weeks ago. We even talked about it on the podcast. We, we name-checked you. Oh, boy. About all of this shit going on. Yeah. And I thought it would be fun to just, the Tuesday right after the Oscars. Yeah. You know, we had Chris Rock hosting. That's comedy. Mm-hmm. Oscars so white. You know, that was that's this race. year. That's race. I was like, well, fuck it. Let's talk about that and, and shit. Talk about a few other things. So uh, without further ado, let's get into this, bitch. Yeah uh First of all, what did you
2: think about? Did you watch the Oscars? I watched most of them. The, the first ten minutes, though, I was at the stand, ah. a comedy club, and they had it on mute, so I was reading the jokes. So I heard ah. no audience, so I'm reading it. <laughs> okay, but it's strange to read. Yeah, ra- it's weird to read a lynching joke. You're like, right. holy shit! It's weird <laughs> to see rape in in writing. Right. So I didn't get to hear the reaction, like the crowd's reaction and everything. Uh-huh. And then I came on like you know the last five minutes of the opening monologue. Okay. Um. So I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was too much race. I thought the show was a hundred percent race jokes. And I was kinda like, all right, come on. Did you? I mean, it just went it went on and on. It just kept like the whole night. It was a through line. I feel like there was almost no jokes that weren't race related from mm. rock. I okay. thought. Uh huh. Right. Um but you know, he did what he had what he thought he had to do and what he I think, you know, I think he did a fine job. Some of them I didn't feel like were great. Some of them I felt like was a little heavy-handed uh-huh. at times. And a little like, it was like a longer, the setup seemed longer. I haven't watched it a second time, though. Yeah. But um, I did love the uh, Will Smith didn't get nominated, but he did make $20 million on Wild Wild West. Yeah. I that was fun. That was funny. Um, and there was a few, I, I like a sillier joke when it comes, I, I wanted him to address that, and then let's have some fun. Like he had one joke where he goes, uh, carol had a lesbian lover scene that was probably my third favorite movie that had a lesbian scene and uh-huh. i'm like that's the kind of jokes that's what i want for my Oscar i didn't even host. catch
0: that joke probably because <laughs> <was>, i didn't <laughs> see carol that was but... a fun porn joke yeah. i was like now
2: we're talking uh-huh. let's have some fun here mm-hmm. but now what did you guys think of the rock uh the
1: rock, the, I rock. Mean, it was, the rock monologue uh, the, the, meant r- to the say. rock was in a r- between a rock and a hard place Ooh. because he had a lot to pr- he had a lot to prove as far as you know what i'm saying to his culture and his, his race for, you know, doing the actual show amidst all of the controversy of it all and people calling for him to boycott, blah, blah, blah. Right. So he had, you know, he was going to do it anyway, so it had to live up to that as well as, you know what I'm saying, it had to, you know, it had to play to middle America and the Oscars audience as well. Mm-hmm. So I think he was, you know, bouncing a, a fine line. Right. And, you know. Where you say, you know, he was a little heavy handed in parts. There were some people that would say that, ah, he took it easy on him. You know? Oh, it took <laughs> it easy. I mean, lynching <laughs> jokes. I mean... You know, he took it easy. He didn't go hard. There was so much more he could have did with the platform. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Without thinking about, you know, everybody else involved, without watching it from everybody else's perspective, I actually laughed and enjoyed the shit and kept it moving.
2: Yeah. I wish I could have seen it uh, full on, you know, live with the uh, sound on. So Because it's, right. it's harder to judge. And then when it did come on, people were yelling because I was at a comedy club, so it's hard for me to uh, take it all in, but... um yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. Um, it's weird. Like it's next day, the New York Post said like he went too far, all yeah. caps. And then the Times had a review of like this was brilliant. It was amazing. So it was fun to see kind of uh, both sides of that. But it's weird to me to be like he could have done more. I'm like he blatantly just called Hollywood racist. He did it comedically. He d- dedicated <laughs> almost all of his time to talking about racism. So. I think you're being a little hard on Chris if you're gonna be like, ah, not enough. You're like, what? <laughs> what else was he supposed to do? Fucking set, he even shooting set people? Set this I don't shit get on it. fire? Yeah, yeah, I
0: mean, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I was one of those people who <laughs> was like, I felt a, initially the first time I watched it, and I don't know. I think this is first time I watched it. Initially, I was like, uh, I don't know why I was so fucking charged up, ready for this shit. It. I kind of <laughs> felt like i was definitely. I definitely had to weigh what my expectations were. You know yeah. what I mean? It was kind of like, it was kind of like my expectations of Cam Newton in the Super Bowl, right? I felt like this shit is something for black people.
2: Yeah, even though I'm not a Panthers I, fan, I hope he disappointed you greatly. By the way, by the way he behaved. Who's that? Cam, Cam Newton? Newton. Yeah, ah, I know man. this is old, old now, but boy, ah, I thought he was. Yeah, it was a, it was a, uh, an embarrassment. At Beyonce the end of the game.
0: saved the day on that one. <laughs> that that you know, but um. I thought, I don't know what I wanted exactly, but I thought he was gonna go a little harder. Harder? Check it. No, I thought what? he was gonna go a little. I thought he was gonna go a little harder. He said that people are being
1: raped and lynched. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's but that was, history. That's, that was just raped and lynched. That was just the two words within that sentence in the context of that sentence. It was just they had more things to think about. To think about. Right. You know what I mean?
0: But again, that was kind of more pointed at. The community it wasn't about the academy so i this is my, right right this is what i guess because i had to watch it twice right so i should have watched it twice huh? initially i was like okay maybe he could have went a little harder you know what i mean uh i think i got i think i've been spoiled by like ricky gervais at the golden globes right you know because ricky gervais at the golden globes gives no fucks at all right like every time he goes up there he looks like there's no way they are gonna hire him back right, so the whole plot line going into the whole you know Oscar so white but we got a black host was, and we got Chris Rock as the black host right Chris Rock has always been the guy that knows how to just like get real incisive when it comes to race and and jokes and things of that nature and um you know, I just there was a couple moments where I was like he could have went in or at least that's what I thought initially, right So then I watched it again without as much expectation, right? and I watch that shit, that's 10 minutes, first of all, the shit is dense with jokes, like it's a lot of jokes, and if for it to be a 10 minutes, I mean, he got, he's got some shit in there, and then it also reminds you that, one, Chris Rock is arguably top three comedian of all time, in my opinion, you know what I mean, I mean he's established he's in the books he's accomplished you right. know what I mean there's nothing that really he don't have anything to prove Right Another thing that we also got to remember is Chris Rock is well connected across Hollywood across the business right. you know what I mean like mm. if top 5 didn't show you that I mean like he's good with a lot of different people so he he knows how to to walk that line to where he can still hit you hard but he's not going to fuck up his his connects right. You know what I mean like So I understood. I saw him more as the pro. And I also saw it as this could even be like damn near like a corporate mixtape in the way that like he might have used his Oscar platform just to get you really excited for another hour of Chris Rock. You know what I mean? Of course, of course. He warms himself up Yeah, he warms you up to where like, oh, I kind of want to hear what else he's coming with, you know? Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah. And, um, I mean, he he killed it. He 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 did what he needed to do. He he had some nice little jabs in there. He went oh, in on Jada. That was a I little- mean,
1: and, and then was, I'm from the people side of the thing. You know what I'm saying? He went hard personally as some of the people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As he went harder on some of the people than he did the establishment. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Which people? Oh, you mean like Will like and like Jada? Jada? Like You know what I'm saying? Like, what, was, what did he say about Jada? because she wasn't he invited that. like- uh Basically, she's a TV actress, and oh, her boycotting uh, the Oscars was like him boycotting Rihanna's panties. Oh, yeah. I mean that's hilarious! <laughs> like, that's yeah, great. I wasn't invited anyway. It's, right? It's, I mean, funny. <laughs> it's, it's, funny. it's funny. It's funny. It's, it's funny. It was a fucking zinger. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, it cut real deep. Right. Yeah. But it. It cut deep on the people and yeah. not the establishment. And that's, that was one of the things that's kind of like, Ew. But I think that's what I always have liked about Rock. He's hitting
2: everybody. I mean, he doesn't like uh, hypocrisy or stuff. So he hit everything. I mean, yeah. he hit her. He, he hit them. He I mean, hit
1: hard over here, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there was one moment where it was like, it was almost like, you know, you ever play a video game? I don't play a whole lot of video games, but you know those first-person shooters where you at, You at. could you're like the person behind the gun? And you see everything in your sights. There was one moment where Leo was in his sights. He was like, "At hey, Leo. And then, like, and then he was about to light Leo up. And then he just says, ah, and walked off. And I was like, what the fuck? But then I thought about it. I mean, this is going to be the night Leo finally got an Oscar. Right, right, right. Him, Leo, Chappelle was at Q-Tip's house talking right. shit a couple months ago. That's really his man. Right, right. But I think, I guess I was kind of looking at like you know Gervais Gold Globes. I looked at old school Chris Rock at the VMAs back in the day where he like no one was safe in the room. I love that one. Like no one was safe yeah. in the room. So uh, overall, I mean it was a it was a dope. It was a it was a solid set. It was a great set. You know, initially I was like damn, you know what I mean. But overall. He did his thing. He delivered. You know, he's a beast.
2: Yeah, and it's hard to be funny and have everyone enjoy the show and not just be like, guys, this is a real problem. I mean, this is crazy. There's no black people. Like, you have to have jokes in there. You can't Mm -hmm. just be like, you fucking racist asshole, which he kind of did in a lot of ways. Like, it's racist this way. It's not racist that way. And it it is hard for me to understand, like, Hollywood seems to me like it would be the least racist place in the country. Would you argue <laughs> that's not, not the case?
1: That's what he said, isn't it? They're just not that same kind of race. Right. Sorority races. They're not, yeah. race they're so not, they're not burn, he, burn across races. They're right. sorority races. But, but this is what
2: is is hard for me. And again, I'm, I'm naive and I'm white, so I don't have to deal with it nearly as much. But you still have these wildly uh, un- uh, not normal levels of incarceration and poverty. So those are huge, and police brutality. So it's so hard for me to really get fully on board of like, yeah, and one of 20 of the 5 million performances this year, not one of them was black. This is an outrage. Like, it's crazy but, to me. It seems so uh, small in comparison to these other real and, racist issues that and, are actually and that happening. And
1: was, that was what the rape and lynching joke was about. Mm-hmm. But, right. But it's also the flip side to the, the whole scenario is that they had the whole thing up with with Flint during the same night as um, as the Oscars. Right. So it's it's definitely a large percentage of the black contingency was focusing on something totally different because just for that same reason, what you just said. Right. There's other things to worry about. But you know what I'm saying? If we're gonna worry about this, all right, it's on TV. We're gonna talk about it. it's on the table for the conversation, and there it is. Right. And it happens. It went, and then we'll wait to. Next year, to see what happens. Right. I feel like a lot of the outrage to it just comes from. A
2: lot of white people too. I think there's a lot of. I mean, I'm I'm judging here, but I think there's a huge percentage of black people that don't give a shit about the Oscars either way. No, just yeah. a bunch of rich people And Gotham I mean, giving awards. So that's, I think a lot of black people are just like, "What? The, who gives a fuck?" I mean, I think a lot what, of people. That's, that's what I a said. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah certainly. That was,
1: that was my whole thing. Like shit,
0: man, I ain't never watched the Oscars anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of Beyonce it a little bit, <laughs> you know, like right. with the Super Bowl. Like you know, I had no team in the Super Bowl. I was I was excited about Cam, but right. Beyonce kind of stole the show. I think that. For a lot of people I know, the only reason they were watching the Oscars this year was really to see what Chris Rock's monologue was. And maybe right behind that was to see if Leo finally... After after that, nobody really gave that much of a fuck about it.
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those things that's kind of passed on because I think it was a huge deal in the... 40s and 50s and 60s Mm -hmm. and now we just all kind of pretend it's still huge now with twitter it's more Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of people most people don't give a shit about the entire middle two hours of the oscars anyways when they're
0: giving
1: out technical awards and bullshit yeah
0: that's true Um,
1: i mean i think the the whole discourse on the oscars and hollywood and all that shit it really it really just stems from the 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 lack of variety and choices that we're you know that as a black consumer, you're getting, you know what I'm saying, um, on the plat- at the same level, platforms, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you're not getting as much content, and the content that you are getting may be on a different level or maybe a certain segment, and every time you see it, it's the same thing. And every time that it's on a big level, it's you either... Working as a servant or slave, or you know, what I'm saying doing something right. very savage, as we said um, a couple yeah. of shows back. Right. So you know, what I'm saying that 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 becomes like, okay, well, what the fuck? Okay, can we get something else? You know, and and you know, and because there's Twitter and 24-hour talk cycle, those things do come up in the sauce. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and when we do get something, as collectively as a group. And we get behind it. It just, you know, we get behind it and it goes. You know right. What I'm saying? And, it, and then it's like, see, we can do it. Right. Yeah. And then again, you won't see anything for, for you know saying, so another two years. And it's like, yeah. the fuck? Now, what happens next year? Because this happened one
2: year a few years ago or 10 years ago, I guess it was. Where there was no black nominees and people were mad, not as much outrage because there was less social media. And then the following year, Halle Berry and Denzel both won. And for then there was people going, for some Wait a minute, this is they're just, a giveaway, <laughs> just a makeup. Clearly, it's just a makeup. So I'm like, So what is the scenario where it's like, aha, perfect, that was fair and that was good? Because it feels like if now, if black people win next year or nominate, it's gonna be like, Well, see, there you go, there's your makeup call. And, and it's like, What is going to be.
1: It's never gonna be fair because it's nothing is fair. This shit is all fucked up. There's too many levels of unfairness, right? For, for you to feel like it's fair, right? So we got a lot of work to do, and it and it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna keep going and living, but you know some shit just is. You know, like next year, it may be a lot of of um, African American nominations because. If you look at how Sundance went, Sundance was probably the blackest Sundance ever this right. year. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of movies being picked up, you know what I'm saying? Um, the Nat Turner picture got you know the, the record as far as uh, the amount of money purchased for the film. So you may be looking at, you know what I'm saying, more black nominations for next year's Oscar, which may look like a makeup, but at the same time, the cycle of business right. dictated that, okay, this year was a lot of films being picked up. So... Yeah. You know, it, on the surface, you're going to have the people that saying, ah, yeah, it's this makeup. Then on the, on the flip side, it was just like, you know, more of the movies were being made this right. year. Plus the Oscars is
0: not above a good makeup. <laughs> Black or white. Like Leo, well, I think Leo's performance at Wolf of Wall Street was better than the revenue.
2: Well, that's the thing, too, that yeah. happens a lot with, um, like, people were like, you know, Sylvester Stallone got nominated, but right. um, Michael B. Jordan did it. But it's like, but the Oscars also, the Academy has always had things like that. They love a comeback story. He's playing the same right. character 40 years ago. They love that. They love to. Like Tom Hardy didn't get nominated, but the Academy has a history of doing or didn't win, but they have a history of being like, he'll be back, he'll mm-hmm. be, he'll get a bunch of things. Or like Martin Scorsese won for the departed, which is like a pretty good movie, and yeah. he's made ten exactly. masterpieces. So they do weird shit like that, anyways. I, it's just I don't know how racist I know it's mostly <laughs> white, the crew, mm-hmm. but they're like <laughs> The mo- Hollywood liberal. It's hard for me, and they're also, you know, there's also the thing of like who's selling tickets. They
1: got to push who right. sell. I don't know how that, that all works.
2: It's all, but again, it's easier for me because I'm like, well, it doesn't it, seem like a big deal to me. Cause, yeah, yeah. yeah. What because, do I know?
1: Well, it was interesting because I was listening to one of your shows earlier today. Oh, oh boy. shit! And um, and you guys were talking about sympathy and empathy. Right. And right. Chris went and got the definition. Yeah. And it and it just seems like you know a lot of times it falls on. A lot of times it falls as sympathy when really people are looking for empathy, you know. Yeah. And it's like, you know, come on, what the fuck? Why? Why do we only get highlighted for certain shit? And why, you know, is that so few and far between? Right.
0: Yeah. It all comes down, like, yeah, exactly. It's just about the opportunity. If you get the opportunity to go and you fuck up your opportunity, right. then that mm-hmm. was a fair. That was that was hey. your shot. Right. But if you are killing shit and then there's opportunity out there and you don't get considered. That's where the resentment is. Like, what the fuck? I'm out here killing. People know I'm out here killing shit. Right. But the people who could that actually could provide me an opportunity to take it to the next level are not paying attention. And it's like, what the fuck do you have to do to to take it to the next level? I will say this. I mean, long story short, the whole Oscar shit is it's a it's a bad. I mean, it's a statue. You know what I mean? Like, it's an amazing thing. It means something. And obviously, you get supposedly you get twenty percent pay increase or whatever. Uh it's great to be, you know, rewarded by your peers. It definitely puts you in a different category. But yeah, it's not it's not stopping, you know, kids getting killed by the cops. Like it's it's still like it's pretty low on the the level of priority, but it's just one of those things that is something people are vocal. You right. know what I mean? I think social media has a lot to do that. There's a lot of people have a voice again on social media. So the voice was loud enough to where, you know, the academy had to consider it. Right, and that's and that's really, that's really the fight. That's really the fight. It's like, all right, well, just consider that and think about that, and, and let's let's work for change. Like, if, if you hear us out and you you start to consider, you saying, oh, there's good work being done here as well as over here, then that's that's a win. Right, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't think nobody's looking for a handout or anything like that, and uh, you know. Shit, overall, what was I wanting? I I mean, just overall, you know, <laughs> I forget where I was going with that I mean, last it, point. But, uh, yeah, I forget where I was going with the last point. But, you know, just overall, I'm glad that we made some noise. We'll see what happens for going forward. I mean, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's like the cycle of life. As a as a black person, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you kind of gotta you kind of gotta be the squeaky wheel a little bit. Yeah. yeah. What about us? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I'm sure as you know, white people are like, oh, come on, I, I mean, shit, it ain't as bad as what it used to be. <laughs> we just want that shit to be where don't have to. Well, you don't even have to consider right. was this because of, like as a white guy, you never really ever have to consider, or it's probably very, it's way less frequent that you ever have to consider. Was that because I'm a white guy?
2: I think in our industry is the one place that does happen. I think elsewhere in America now, I've had people, five different instances from a festival manager agent club Uh where people have said, we like you, we think you're great, but we just have too many white guys. Too many. Is, <laughs> right, which, is, too many. That's my thing. Too many. We need to get one uh-huh. black guy which and maybe a, a woman. <laughs> Which is a go-to <laughs> argument or reaction. But then, I think what happens sometimes with ultra-liberalism, and I'm, I'm a liberal, I'm certainly not an ultra-liberal, is that people make arguments as though this country is 50% white and 50% black. And in comedy as well. Uh-huh. If you go to an open mic, any comedy, a big comedy party, mm-hmm. all the New York scene is going to be there. yeah. It's 11 to 1, white to black. Okay. Everywhere. Uh-huh. Everywhere. And open mic, I go there, there's 50 white. Same with women, too, in comedy. Uh-huh. We are massively the majority. And in the country, too, there's still, I think, 16% black or 14% black. I don't know. I, look, I where thought it was it's like,
0: 13. I'm not, maybe it's, okay, so it's Not thir- for long, guy.
2: 13. I mean, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm, I'm fine with that.
0: Latinos are <laughs> well, coming
1: Latinos up. Latinos are blowing the past everybody. Yeah. The browns but, and the blacks. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, it's like there's too many white guys, but that's who's doing comedy. And that's who's living in the country. So, like, people say that to me. Like, I've had that happen. I was in an argument with my buddy who's, like, further left than I am. And I was like, yeah, I went. I had one black kid in my high school. And he's like, that speaks to the racism in America. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's 13% black people. So there's going to be huge amounts of cities and towns that have no black people. That's not racist. There's just 80% more. But sometimes with these conversations, they're like, look at this, five white guys and one black guy, token black guy. I'd be like... That's the ratio of black to white.
0: But still, one out of fucking five white guys, that is not an advantage towards the black guy. I'm not saying it's an advantage,
2: but I'm saying a lot of times, I'm going back to like comedy where people being like, we have too many we white consider guys. We can't other take a, We can't take any more white guys. So I've been told literally, we think you're qualified, we think you're great, we love you, uh-huh. but we can't take you because of your race. Yeah, that's that been told in my, my face. Uh, I mean, annoyed, but I...
0: How many times have you said this fucking
2: nigga? I've never said that. Oh, okay, um, <laughs> But like, I, I understand it. This is what I get bothered by. I understand the need for diversity because I've hosted shows at like uh, a comedy club in yeah. Midtown that was known for only booking white guys. And I've hosted shows where I bring up seven white guys in a row and I'm looking at the black table and it's embarrassing for me to be uh-huh. like, here's another guy. And like, I can feel them being like, can we get a black guy out here? Yeah, And maybe they didn't even notice. I don't know. Maybe no one knows. But it is weird. So I'm like, if I was booking a show, I'd be like, I got to have a black person on the show. I got to have a woman on the show because nobody ever says in comedy or in showbiz, we need to get a white guy in there. But people do go, we got to get a black guy because we can't have these five white guys. And I'm not even talking qualified or not qualified. Yeah. And there are obvious, I'm not saying there's like, if a black guy's getting something, it's because he's black. I'm saying because there's oftentimes we are like, shit, we have too many white people. We got to, you're out. That's
0: my thing. Like white is the default anything besides white is diversity but that's
2: that's, that's like that's because of percentage i mean we're 75% well now because of latinos i, mean, I think we're like 53% yeah. of the country but still much so, greater percentage than black people so there's going to be more white people in most things because but, but, there are more white people but sure. half
1: of those latino people are black too so uh,
2: well, i mean, <laughs> you know I'll, I'll you know i'll take that um, <laughs> so, but like i have had people literally say like not this year we have too many white guys yeah so i mean or and I, it, doesn't, you know, it doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> Obviously, I'm like, oh, shit, that sucks. That doesn't
1: seem fair. But, um, you know. So imagine how that shit feels when you was like, ain't no black guys in here. We don't need any. Or we just <laughs> felt that black slot. <laughs>
0: right, right. Like too many white people. Right. like, damn, you were too late. All six white slots are felt that one black slot. We got to give it to the black person. Right. And it but, could be a black guy or woman. Eh, let's, or, let's give it to the Latino but, guy.
2: I feel like that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, certainly that's a thing, but I do I do just see way more white people doing comedy and walking around the street also. It's weird like that I happens,
1: mean, you know, just where you're walking.
2: Right, yeah. But uh like there's also like that happens in like like diversity in like movies and stuff. Like people get mad at Woody Allen and they're like, uh-huh. Oh, there's no black people. In I got in this argument with Keith Robinson one time and I'm like, but his movies are about Rich Manhattanites on the Upper East Side. Uh-huh. Like, if you go to Park Avenue, you're not running into a lot of black guys. You
0: might, but you're not paying attention to
2: them. Right, and it, it happens. I mean, <laughs> if you're inside the building, I don't know how many. Uh, maybe you know. if you're inside the building, it and might then be like the slim. same thing. It happened with like girls. Is like another one where like girls are like, "This is there's no diversity." But I'm like, they're in Greenpoint, in Williamsburg, which is funny because a lot of these like super liberal white people are in Williamsburg, and they're like, "We got Black Lives Matter." And then you go to eat every single bar. It's 100% white people. I'm like, this might be the most least diverse place I've ever seen. But,
1: but it's this black guys in Greenpoint. It's it's Puerto Ricans in Greenpoint. There are, they're, but it, they don't they don't they're not in the bars. But you can go bars. to a lot of places and not right. see right. any. Yeah, you no, know? you're
0: you're definitely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only place where you could be black, I always say this, the only black place where you could feel like like you're in the majority is Atlanta. Like when I go to Atlanta, that's like the closest thing to Africa that I've ever been to in the <laughs> United States. Like I don't it's feel hot. like I have to see white folks for a couple days. That's the only place where it's noticeably black. Like, okay, shit. As soon as I touch down, I'm in the air in the airport. I'm like, okay, this is a black situation. <laughs> Everywhere else, there's white people. You gotta you gotta contend with white people. I don't think there's a situation where white people really feel like all right, damn! I'm like one of the only white people in this motherfucker, unless they in in a, a, a just a straight black neighborhood, like, right? You know, the early
1: gentrifiers.
0: What last right. time? Yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. When you're Lewis and Clark mission, right?
2: I mean, I lived in Harlem for a year. I mean, seven years ago, and
0: <laughs> I, why is that funny? I don't get it. Because <laughs> now you said it like you was in the <laughs> shit. <laughs> I lived there. I was in Harlem. Nah, no, I'm, I'm not funny. saying that. I'm, I'm saying, but I'm like, I was saying.
2: the minority for sure, uh-huh. and uh, and then I never had. We talked about this, and then I want to amend what we talked about at The Cellar, because this happens to me sometimes because I realize I live in a bubble, a very liberal bubble, and I only read Facebook feeds from all my comedian friends, and I hang out with a lot of comedians and New Yorkers and just good people. My family's good people, like nice people, and I'm like, this racism is overblown, this is horseshit, this is I do stand by the fact I think this is by far the least racist time in the history of our country, and I also think it's by far the most we've ever discussed race and called things racist i think there's a lot of like that's racist he's racist this is racist and a lot of them i'm like i don't I, i'm not sure if that is actually racist or just a weird incident like i just had this incident outside where this guy started yelling at me mm-hmm. we were both white but if i was black i would hundred percent be like this is a fucking this guy hates me because i'm black he's yelling at me mm-hmm. but this is just a crazy guy. i was on the phone outside of his apartment he's like get the fuck out of here i'll beat the shit out of you and i'm like if i was black that wouldn't happen that's a. This is like <laughs> he would down cops. like
1: that. He would have called the cop. Yeah, when, and which
2: I do recognize. Caught a Black <laughs> man on my stoop. I do recognize it, and I think I ran into you one day. I have so many thoughts that all at once here. But Go ahead. No, I that. remember having this bumping into you and Vlad. I think it was. I was right. sitting on a stoop, and I had this moment where I was like, "This is an example." I hate the term "white privilege." Is so, it's just thrown around and it annoys me. But I'm like, "This is an example of white privilege," where I'm just sitting. On a stoop on the Upper West Side, and you, I remember you being like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, i ah, just hanging out, killing some time." <laughs> like that's definitely a white privilege thing that I can just sit on somebody's stoop for yeah. an hour and nobody says shit. Of course, just now I almost got my ass kicked by some maniac. Uh-huh. But um, fuck, my point was shit. Ah, oh, now I lost it. I was fuck gonna a point, say it. man. We just having a conversation. I was gonna say something. What were we talking? Uh, Oscars. Damn it. You uh, felt
0: like you said you felt like this was the least racist time in America you feel and you feel like this is the most talk about race. Right.
2: Yes, that was, a, oh, that's, that's the thing I was talking about, a bubble, but then, so I'm like, it, it's not, I, I live in New York, I walk around, I'm like, it feels like there should be all these, I should just be seeing racial incidences everywhere, right. Right. but I never do, but then I realized, I, <laughs> I went to like, the Poconos a couple of weeks ago and there was five comics on Before Me White Guys that did like, not like PC, like literal racist jokes where I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and the crowd's like, yeah. yeah. And then I watch like a Trump rally and they're like, ah! and right. the Ku Klux Klan. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forget because I am in like a New York City
1: yeah. liberal bubble. Yeah. <clears throat> now, speaking of that, I mean, just on the way here, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. like how you say you you go through in New York and you don't see many racial incidents. So... Just just being a black guy, you know what I'm saying, six foot three, walking down the block is a racial incident. You know what I'm saying? I was coming off the train just now, walking, and and I just so happened to kind of be in stride with, you know, the white lady coming down the block, you know, shopping or whatever. And and then my phone rang and she looked over and noticed that it was, you know, who I was. And she was like, and she looked at me and she just put on the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> like let me get the fuck away from this guy because she was like huh. and then she you know she had a little you know turned up her lip and backed up off of me until we got to the corner again and she had to be next to me again and then she kind of turned her back and moved all the way to the edge of the sidewalk and that's just for no apparent reason it's just right. walking down the street in New York right and, and before that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying on the train coming here, you know boom it was, the train was crowded at first and everybody got off so I, I sat down. And then uh, the next stop, it wasn't a whole lot of people, but you know, what I'm saying it was enough to start filling up the seats. And then you know, I had the seat next to me.
0: Nobody I, sat next to. None,
1: none of the people wanted to sit next right. to me. Like they, they were, they were like, yeah, look and look at me." And like, okay, hold, I'm gonna just hold on to this pole right here. Right. And then you know, it didn't be like some you know, you know, Latino woman come in and just you know, it's all bridge good. the gap. Right. 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 But it's, you know, what I'm saying it, that's that's day to day. That's you know, what I'm saying right. That's, that's that's every time you come out of the house, and right. that's New York City, right on the Upper West Side, not even the East,
0: right? You right. know what I'm
1: saying? So you know, it's just those little things that kind of like it kind of piss you off, right? That, I mean, that's
2: frustrating, obviously. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, sounds like that's an older lady. Maybe she's we're moving past these people. Nah, She'll be that old. old. That lady wasn't that but, old, but <laughs> but also I see so many incidents incidences of people being like. Oh, I should give my seat up to this black guy, I'm sorry. Like, There's so many people that are like, holy shit, I'm not racist. It feels like people go over the top. I see a lot of that yeah. now, uh-huh. too. I've where really people like a lot of that. I, I feel people like, oh, this black African-American guy, uh, and there's like so many instances of like, somebody stole my purse. Who? He's, a, he's tall. <laughs> like, There's so many people who are afraid to be uh, racist and offensive. So I think people, there's a lot of that also, but certainly there's more of that, and that must suck. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> you know, I, don't know, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We're not you don't but, have to but say looking for an apology. But, no, but also, all. It's, just, it's just a conversation. We're but, at the table with it. But you know? there's also uh-huh. a
2: thing, too, that like happens because there's things of like, oh, you see a black guy, you cross the street, racist. But I'm like, sometimes there's also incidents of like, there's like data. Like, I see a guy, like for instance, non racially, like a group of like college white guys drinking. That's terrifying to me, because uh-huh. I feel like they're like, let's beat up the nerd! They didn't get laid, they're maniacs, so right. I stay away from them. <laughs> yeah. I, me and most of the people that are closest to me have been mugged at some point by an African-American man. Uh-huh. So sometimes, like, it's just, da- I'm like, okay, well that looks similar, that's the same race <laughs> and gender of the uh-huh. guy that has robbed me, my girlfriend got robbed at gunpoint, I've been mugged, my best friend Tom has been mugged, Mark's been mugged a hundred times, all black people. So... Shout I out. mean, you're laughing, but <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. but there is an example of like, I have to use some amount of data to in my brain to be like, okay, well, that is, and that sucks for you guys and for the other millions and millions and majority of black guys that aren't mugging people and robbing people, but, and again, just so it's not racially, if I see a group of drunk women going into a comedy show, I'm like, I hate these cunts, I wish they weren't going into the show, uh-huh. because... That's who's been a problem at my shows before. So there is a thing that I don't think is race. It's just a natural thing of like, all right, I've had incidences with these frat kind of guys before. I've had incidences with these black kind of guys. So I'm interested and aware that like, all right, Uh this could be a thing that's happening. Now, four o'clock in the afternoon, sitting next to a black guy on the train, that's a little different, obviously. But two in the morning, we're walking down the street. There is a thing of like, all right, let me have my... Fists in my pocket. That's regardless of race. But, like, let me just be ready in case... If it's a 75-year-old black guy, I'm not thinking that. No doubt. No doubt. So, and, like, I read this article one time, like, with cops. Like, there was an article in the New York Times, like, 98% of gun-related phone calls by the NYPD are either black or Latinos. So, there's going to be some amount of, like, let's take extra precaution when we're going into this black place because... 1% 1% of the calls in New York City with white people involved have involved guns. So they're going to be a little more like, okay, mm. this probably won't be an incident. Because there's data in there. Now, why are there so many more black and Latino people with guns or in poverty? That's more where the problem lies. And that's to me, is a systematic Racist situation.
1: Welcome to our presidential debate between Donald Trump. Thank you, sweetheart. Bernie Sanders. I'm honored that the American people are devoting their time to us tonight. And Hillary Clinton. Where
0: is she? Is she still in the toilet again? I hope she's not deleting any more emails. I am so sorry.
2: I was in the little girl's room. (laughs) Hill, maybe you should get yourself a squatty potty. A what? Squatty potty. It's the small toilet stool. It puts yourself in the correct angle. So you know, you can go better.
0: Sanders, I think you're full of it. Heck, you believe unicorns can make rainbows. I am not
2: full of it. Since I've been using Squatty Potty, I'm able to let it all go a lot easier. Squatty Potty can get our country moving again. There's no debate. Squatty Potty, as seen on Shark Tank and made in the USA, will guarantee better eliminations. Go to electsquattypotty.com for free express delivery and discreet packaging. Squatty Potty has an exclusive 60-day guarantee and is available at all Bed, Bath & Beyond and Target stores. Go to electsquattypotty.com today. Get America moving again.
0: Invest in a Squatty Potty.
2: <laughs> Celebrity Voices are parodies and not endorsements.
0: This is Gerard Small. And Kurt Metzger. Of the Race Wars Podcast. Check out our podcast.
2: To hear the very first interracial friends in That's history. Right. That's right. That's right. right. We're the first. We are. The first real interracial friends talking about race openly yep. and without fear. And there ain't nothing like it anywhere. That's you're right. cheating yourself if you're not
0: listening. You can find new and archive episodes of Race Wars on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Yep. So check it out. That, no, nah, that, I mean, that's a good point. See, th- there's a lot of different things going on at play with a lot of this. The The real truth is, you're not black, I'm not white, right? So it's really, we're trying our hardest to empathize with each other, but we can't really walk in each other's shoes. It's kind of like... No, I wish we could. It'd be you know, amazing. Yeah, it's kind of like even with like, you know, you have a fiance. It's like when you talk to your, your lady about uh, issues that affect women. Yeah. You can empathize, but you, you'll you never know what it is to be a woman, right? right? And then there's this thing about when you're trying to tell somebody what your reality is and they don't get it. And then sometimes even dismiss your reality as overblown. Right. There's a frustration that grows with that to where it's like you have no fucking idea. You know what I mean? And it, uh, look, a, a white guy could a white guy could fucking rob you as well you know certainly has not been my experience absolutely absolutely you know what i mean
2: but i I have had white guys be like let's beat up the fucking nerd you faggot piece of shit and that's terrifying to me similarly
0: yeah 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 yeah. i mean it's just basically it's just kind (laughs) of the benefit of the doubt a little bit like that's what most black people just don't get You know what I mean? Now, when it comes down to data and shit like that, I don't really always trust data because that shit could be manipulated to fit a narrative. You know what I mean? Like, if you're... if Depends on where you get your data from. Are you looking at social media today or the internet today? Oftentimes, people don't even read the story. It's just whatever the clickbait is or whatever the title is. And, you know, the shit could be manipulated however they want to spin it, you know? Um, And if it supports... I feel like even beyond race, I think that media kind of supports fear anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. And then it might even be an underlying fear of, let's be honest, the United States was not built with black people in mind as fully participating human beings. No, at no point. You know what I mean? So if, if you kind of build a country on the backs of people that you don't even see as equals and then give them the... You know, give them the, I don't want to say illusion, but you give them equality, in quotes, you give them equality later on, right? Right. There could also be an underlying fear that, who knows if it's support or not, that these motherfuckers might take retribution. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Because imagine if 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 it was different, if black people were oppressing white people for years and we had y'all as slaves and shit like that, and then one day it was like, yo, white folks, look, Y'all not slaves anymore. Live free. Right. No hard fields. Right. You know what I mean? Like live free,
2: but not in the places that we're in. Yeah, existing. please
0: live free <laughs> over there. Right. There might even still be, just based on history, it might still be a little bit of anxiety, like, shit, you know, after, fuck, after what we just did to them. I might be looking, they might be looking for payback. I know, I done watched a a bunch of Kung Fu flicks, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. Because it's always for revenge years and years later. So, I mean, like, again, it's one of those things to where it's really hard to, to, understand exactly what's going on on either side. So I I always like to have these conversations. I mean, it's nothing we could really do but to have these conversations. Like when I talk to you, I don't talk to you as, I brought you on as the white guy, just more so in jest, but I I talk to you as Joe List. I talk to Mark as as Mark Norman. I don't even see y'all as, I mean, y'all are white. I can't not say I don't see you as white people, but when I see you on stage you know, initially, I might see you as a white guy, but then when you prove to be a funny fucking comic, I'm like, oh, he's a funny comedian. He's right. a beast. He's going to get busy. You know, I see you as Joe List. Right. You know what I mean? Because that comes from personal interaction. Right. You know what I mean? I think sometimes... Due to, the, I mean, we, we have the luxury of being in New York City, which is probably the most diverse place in the U.S. So, or in the world, I would imagine, in the maybe Bay. Astoria, you know? they claim, yeah, which is where I live. That's what I've okay. Look, at see from Harlem <laughs> to Astoria, from Harlem to Astoria, <laughs> to Astoria. making I'm all strides, over yeah. <laughs> but uh, but what I'm saying is. We we have the opportunity to engage with people now if you fucking live in Madison Wisconsin where you might see a black person every Tuesday right you know what i mean you can have your own uh, ideas of what black people do because you don't. You only know that one black guy, right? That's that. You know what I mean? Like, which is
2: where more most fear and hatred comes from from any group from gays, blacks, white, whatever. It's from people that aren't really spending a lot exactly, of time that, with those people or interacting. Exactly. Which I've had that with with Muslims with ISIS, which is again fear tactics. We're wow. really not in all that much danger. It doesn't seem. But I remember talking like people. You're like, oh, these Muslims, we got to keep them out. But I live on 36th Ave in Astoria, uh-huh. and it's just all Muslim. It never even occurred to me. Uh-huh. I'm just walking by these guys that are out. I mean, they're smoking and spitting on the sidewalk in annoy, annoying fashion. I'm like, oh, God, this is gross. You walk by, and everyone's like, <laughs> and uh-huh. spitting everywhere. But like, it's never been like, oh, my God, uh-huh. i got to move. This is crazy, because just they're just the people that are living next to me. But people living in, you know fucking middle of pennsylvania are like Gee, we get these muslims they're taking us over they're all gonna bomb i mean this is what trump is yeah, these yeah. people have never even seen a fucking muslim person outside of the news um so that's where a lot of i think the real fear and hatred comes from people that aren't talking to these people i mean that's why conversation is so important yeah yeah, yeah. can i can i ask a question to talk you guys to me, yeah. talk about chris rock and and he's great does did it at the time, or looking back, the, the black people versus n words bit that bring the pain? Are mm-hmm. you guys offended by that? Annoyed by that? Because it never occurred to me because I was white and 14. I was like, this is hilarious. Uh-huh. But he, that gave so much permission, I guess, or love for white people and black people to be like, you see, uh-huh. he's saying it. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a bunch of crazy black people out there. You uh, know what I mean? And like, yeah. so I've talked right. to black people since that were upset about that and annoyed by that. Uh-huh. I mean, if you think about it, Obviously, he's black, so he can talk about black people, but it's the most racist bit ever <laughs> perpetrated. Like, if a white person did that bit, uh-huh. I mean, you would be like, that's a piece of shit human being. But a white person didn't do it. And no, I know, but, <laughs> but certainly a person sent that, ma- that mass message out of, like, we can't go to the movies because black people will shoot the movie theater, and they're Which dumb. Which is
0: now a white thing. Right. Let's talk right. About it. White. That's, that's <laughs> right. right, yeah, we took that. That was the 90s. <laughs> it took... was only like one or two. We wanted, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've taken was... a lot from you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh.
1: Um,
0: I didn't, I mean, I didn't,
1: but, go ahead, go ahead. When, when that came out, you know, I didn't have much experience with white people. Right. So I was in a black world in a black bubble and it was a black conversation that you could understand in the context of what it was. So growing up, just like in any community, there are good people, there are bad people. And that's basically what that bit was about. You know what I'm saying? There were some people that's, you know, in your community that's that just wasn't good. Right. And then there were, there were other ones. Most of the people were, you know, decent and everybody was having a good time. Right. So I took it as that. So I didn't even consider it in a larger conversation outside of the black community. right? So it was just a totally different point of view for me.
2: Right. But the, it, but the majority of people that saw it... Are white because again because the majority of people are white, so it definitely gave sort of a uh, I don't know I'm not I can't think of the right word, but permission in a way for millions of white people to
1: be like, you see, even he says it. But white, white, white people didn't black need people no permission. In this end words. <laughs> <They> <laughs> right. White people never needed permission for us, for right, us right. to and, say Right, And they're not really ever going to get permission from a <laughs> not, black
0: not, guy. Not permission,
2: but confirmation is a better word. Like, confirmation is a better. Word like, look at even Chris Rock is saying it. But, and I think people were like, see. There are two groups of people. There's black people and there's. I don't want to say the n-word on your podcast here, but
0: but that but that's <laughs> the thing. There it is. That's one. It's a joke, and two, at the base uh, of. To it, me, it's a the, great joke. I'm a comedian. Yeah, I, so I don't a, give a no, shit. No, it's an amazing <laughs> joke. But at the base of it, it's like good and bad but it's a different signifier it's just like how there's plenty of uh I don't know them, but there's probably plenty of labels that white people use like there's white trash and there's white regular white people or there's bros I don't know what how y'all group right. you know what I mean I don't you know what I, mean? I don't know up, how baby. white people group white people but <laughs> like when you're outside the uh the race or whatever one thing that we try not to do but it's hard not to do because we're not intimately involved with these races is we try not to see them as a monolith, right? We try not to see them as just all one group, right? Right. But it is kind of tough sometimes. Like You'll be like, oh, that's white folks. You know what I mean? Like We might not take white nuance, and white people might be like, that's a a bunch of black people. They might not say, well, that look like a black guy that does this or whatever, because they might not have the same knowledge, right? They
1: don't have the information. They don't have the information. information. So,
0: So when that bit came out, like the thing about Chris Wright and the thing about that Bring the Pain special was like... That was his breakout. Really, like he was popping, and he was he was out there. But that was like the breakout special. Oh yeah, it was unbelievable. Still, probably one of the best specials in the last twenty five years
2: of all time. Yeah, Yeah. I mean
0: it's up there, right? So that was the breakout. That was the single off of it. And I think on a certain level, Chris Rock at that moment—not to say that we didn't see him making strides towards the mainstream—but at that moment, Chris Rock was still kind of of the people. You know what I mean? Chris Rock is always black. Chris Rock still does black humor. Like even that Stacey Dash gag at the Oscars, I think that shit went over most white people's heads. Totally, man. You know what I mean? Like He's good at knowing how to play to both sides. And it was one of those conversations that's been going on in the black community for a while. And the thing is, when you're of the black community, there can be this concern that Don't air the dirty laundry. Don't have white people looking at us crazy because there's this concern of we don't want to be judged unfairly or judged or sold out by our own. So there's that kind of anxiety, which honestly, the goal, if there was a goal, is to be able to participate in culture and life just like anybody else to where if I do some shit, it's just Damien doing some dumb shit, right. not a black guy doing some dumb shit. But when that did come out, that shit was fucking hilarious because it was on point. Chris Rock is, right. he's been one of those guys that has, and even, even what, Sunday, he's always been one of those guys that will check his own community for better or worse because like right. you said, he don't really stand for a whole lot of hypocrisy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right. That shit might have stung, but okay, I see your point that That was valid. But you might be like, damn, son, you ain't had to say it in front of the white people. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But, but fuck. I mean, to your point again... It's mostly white people. And if you're going to be talking to the masses, white people are going to hear you. It's not, you know, right. we don't speak on our own frequency. I mean, we might yeah. quietly, but it ain't, you know, if we trying to get a message out in big, and big, it's going to have to be contended. Yeah, and those walls have fell now with the internet. It's like yeah.
1: everybody's talking across the board. But again, it's like, just like you said earlier in the show, like you, you did have some, some breakdowns of different people in your community that the drunk what, white what, folks the, call of them, course the, the drunk face cunts yeah what you yeah of, I mean I don't even <laughs> know like, what they
2: call them but yeah
1: yeah like the drunk face cunts like they, yeah and there's these, a difference between drunk face cunt and you know what I'm saying right the right, right. people that come to the club <laughs> right
2: yeah I mean definitely but there's definitely are huge groups of black people that were offended and are I think angry about
1: uh, that uh I didn't come across Chris Rock. Ow, Google it. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying. That, that doesn't mean it's a huge number. It's maybe a huge internet number, but just right. it's not something that I felt in the you know from people. I, most people that you know they reference it still, right? You know what I'm saying. And and not it's sometimes ingesting and sometimes it's like okay, nah, we not gonna have that. You know what I'm saying. It was another part of that bit <clears throat> that I actually hear a lot more often is like when you go off to college. Mm-hmm. right and then right you come back and it's like well can you whoop my ass yeah. right right you know that right. was a more you know what I'm saying that's something i hear now, more about in that bit than even that the um you know what i'm saying black people versus right. versus the word you know what i'm saying now mm-hmm. what uh, we're going to probably run i don't Not
2: know guys, don't go get go. Go. but go. like yeah, what what um what do you think this cuz i talked to Will Silvince about this what do you think the source of, of that is of in the black community someone coming back and go i went to college. like, don't come around here with all that learning shit cuz <clears> Will Savince has a theory that it's because years and years ago slave owners were were pitting black people against each other and this
1: is the remnants of that which but, but, I don't know if that No, no, that, 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 that has some that has some 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 relevance but at the same time that wasn't that long ago. It wasn't you know a, a very long time. Right. It's still with within, you know what I'm saying? some people's lives that, that existed mm-hmm. like people that still live in that that existed so you're going to still have the the remnants of that mm-hmm. but it also it's also a thing where where again when there's when there's not a lot of opportunity and there's not a lot of 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 positive talk of or people that stay in the community that's you know what I'm saying where once desegregation happened mm-hmm. all of the educated people had a chance to go elsewhere you right. understand? They were able to go other places. So those people left certain communities where they historically lived. Right. And then it just leaves behind the group that, you know what I'm saying, weren't as mobile. Right. You know what I'm saying? So those people could carry a certain resentment because, you know, before the community was one way, now it's not. Right. And then you go off and then you come back, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you come back with your little car, you know. Right. You know. So, but at the same time, when I move, from the inner city to the suburb in Miami, right, mm-hmm. and we moved, and and it was all all white neighborhood, right? Yeah. Maybe the second black family on the block. There were white families, and then the white flight happened. You know right. what I'm saying? So every all the white families started moving out really fast yeah. within like Which three years. Is the history of the country. But is white people fleeing black people? There was families, there were white families that couldn't flee. Right. They weren't as mobile. They were stuck. They were stuck here with us. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they kind of had the same <laughs> Feeling about the white people that left, that black people had about the black people That's, that that's what I was going to say,
2: because that happens in my community too, where people are like, look at, oh, here's Hollywood Joe, yeah, right. look at you with your nice shirt, <laughs> right. and I'm like, ah, jeez, I'm just, I had some money, I bought a shirt. And that's just
0: human nature, Like, right. I mean, right. we could break it down on every level, but that's human nature because what going to college and all of that suggests is that you have bettered yourself, right? Right. So you've bettered just, this could... This could potentially change your life. You might based on this this college degree and the opportunities you'll get off the strength of that, you might be able to transcend or go to the next level. You know, you might be able to get out the hood and you might feel or people might feel that you feel better then. Right. Right? You get to you get you have more opportunity and that goes anywhere. That's just like you like you said Hollywood Joe like when you Go back to Boston and you've been on television a few times, people look at you differently because the people from your neighborhood aren't on television. Yeah, right. But that don't mean that you're any different. You've just been exposed to more. Right. It don't mean that you right. can't empathize with those people. So it's just, it's one of those, it's just another way where yeah. we could kind of we could point like in the like just around people. I don't even want to say in the hood, but just around people. There's so many things. Like you come around your your people and you got a haircut and some new sneakers. Cats like you. Oh, look at this. Oh, this motherfucker getting money now. Or you think you winning now, you know, because right, it's just right. it's a point of difference.
1: Right. And, and then it's just all the way across the board when you go back, people gonna be watching to see if you're acting different. Of course. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, you can feel and that's it. that's everywhere. That, like you said, it's human nature. But you know when Chris Rock said it, it was in context to us, and it, and he put it in a way that was funny and that you could really you really see it. It was you know sometimes it was a bit of an exaggeration, but you understood exactly where he was coming from, and I think that's why Chris Rock plays well across different races is because people can understand those stories. You know what I'm saying? Right. No matter what race you are, he just told it in the context of black
0: people. Right. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of black talk, but uh, yeah, I mean, What uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed this. This was a good time. You enjoy yourself. I love Just, it. I mean, I love. Talk. I love we'll,
2: engaging conversations. We we'll, always
0: we'll chop it up. Of any, uh, uh,
2: any subject
0: yeah okay so let me ask you this because we often talk about television films and shit like that yeah on a lighter note what you watching right now what's going on what i never watch
2: anything. i watched the show togetherness which is which is very white uh-huh. uh on hbo mark and jay duplass, make it, duplass have you ever seen it yeah it's uh i think it's really well done It really nails like life in your 30s uh-huh and then uh my girlfriend and i hate watch girls which is a real piece <laughs> of shit i yeah. mean it is so bad but we've, we're invested
1: uh-huh.
0: And we just
2: keep watching it to shit all over it. But I don't watch a lot of TV. I'm a big movie guy.
0: What you? What you fucking with?
2: I just last night I saw Hail Caesar a second time, which I, I they had love. good things about that. I love it. it's just fun. It's silly. Now Coen Brothers and other ones that are that are known for making very white movies and there's uh-huh. no black people in their movies, which yeah. um, I don't. I have the luxury of not caring. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah Exactly,
0: exactly.
1: So they're, 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 I have the luxury they're, of they're not great. caring. Tyler, Tyler Perry make a lot of black yeah. movies yeah. with no white
0: people them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like,
2: they're great, they're hilarious, I yeah. don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, I saw Hail Caesar twice, I thought it was great, but it's hard now because the, the Oscar system, going back to the Oscars, all these, the really good movies get released close to Oscar time. Right. So it's like, it's, it's mostly shitty movies now. Yeah. Um, you have to go to like independents and documentaries and shit, but Hail Caesar I loved and, uh, Trying to think of I guess summer we'll look forward to some movies and stuff. But I don't like action movies or comic book movies. Yeah. I, like, I like a real sad dialogue
1: bullshit. I am. <laughs> what you fucking um, with, bro? Uh like I said the other day when I was talking to you, I'm watching I I got the little switch where I could switch my Netflix from USA to, to any other country. Oh wow. Uh, so they have some other options. And um I actually Haven't even used all the options because other other, watched other movies. I went back to a movie that I watched on US Netflix called Mongol, and it's about Genghis Khan and you know I'm saying his whole story, and it was basically a love story, but uh, about a a, you know a guy who went took over all the lands, but right, but he was a lot of it was inspired by by his his love for this this woman, so. That was the last movie I watched earlier this week. You know what I'm saying? I love that movie. Mm. It's a good movie. Mongol. Oh, right, Check it out. Out yeah, there yeah, falling out.
0: in love and conquering at the same time. I'm trying to fuck with Vinyl. I've been trying to. I heard it's line. a piece of shit. Yeah, it's not. as good. It's. As <laughs> I want it to be better than it is. You know what I mean? I, I like Bobby Cannavale. I like. I like my man, fucking Vinny from Doogie Howser. Max Casella. Like Ray Romano was in there. Yeah. There's moments where you like, okay, but for whatever reason, some shit is just not. It's not working for me. Right. But you know, I'm gonna I'm stick it out. See what's cracking.
2: Uh, I was excited because I love New York in the '70s. I love yeah. rock and roll, and I love Scorsese, and I love Romano, but. Uh, I've just heard it's real dog shit.
0: Yeah, not, <laughs> it's not living up to all the hype or what you thought it was going to be. Right. But anyway, man, where are you going to be at this week, Joe, if the people want to see you out uh, in the world? Uh,
2: where am I? Well, March uh, 11th and 12th, uh-huh. I think. I'm in Long Island at the Brokerage and McGuire's. Okay. And then Wednesday, March 16th, I'm at the Helium and. Uh, Philadelphia Gosh, It's yeah. a Wednesday But uh, I'm looking to sell tickets So they think that I can sell tickets So uh, March 16th Philadelphia at Helium And then Tuesdays with Stories in the same network Every Tuesday Mark Norman and I
1: There it
0: is No doubt yeah. Muhammad where can they find you? <sighs>
1: you can find me on the snap TV, T-H-O-R-O-T-V, T-h-o-r-o-t-v. I'ma be in Brooklyn Running around We shooting We shooting a bunch of stuff Here in New York So I'll be here for a minute
0: you said cats was hitting you heavy on the snap, talking about they watching Respect Life Oh, now, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. I had about, about five,
1: six cats. Like, you know what I'm saying?
0: guys just got off work hitting this Respect Life. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Respect Life is a web series that's on YouTube that I found. we found. Then, and shit was... It's, I like it. I like it a lot. It's definitely some old, some gritty street shit based in Bed-Stuy, Brook-based Brooklyn. Style. And uh, we had one of we had the lead on here, this guy that plays Mello on the show, Boom Pacino. We had oh, wow. him on for an interview, and that was cool, you know. So it's been some cats that's yeah. been hitting hitting us up, like yeah, I'm fucking with respect, life. So it's always <laughs> good to put people on to some other shit. But
1: you know what I'm saying. But you know, speaking to the audience, they they pretty much check in on whatever we, you know, whatever the conversation is, they check in on it. You know what I'm saying, especially on Snapchat. So
0: yeah, we have
1: a lot of fun over
0: there. That's what's up. Ah, shit. I got a few. I'm at the stand on Thursday and Friday. Uh, You know, what else going on? I'm at stand up New York coming up Sunday. Uh, But even more importantly, to Joe's point, I'm trying to sell some tickets. I'm at stand up Scottsdale, uh, March 31st to April 3rd. I need y'all to go ahead and start getting them tickets now so we can get that bitch popping. Last time I was there, Barbara Eden showed up. So if you (laughs) know Barbara, tell her to come out again because D-Lemon's on his way. And uh, (laughs) shit, I mean, beyond that, you can check me on Twitter, D-Lemon Comedy, Instagram, everywhere. Snapchat on Beats Being Broke. And uh, shit, every Wednesday, in the conversation. And as always, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even your white friends. (laughs) (laughs) To get in the conversation.
1: All right, so we out. Peace.
0: And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation.